Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so honored today because I have Lynn Wadsworth with me, and Lynn is the owner and founder of Holistic Health and Wellness, LLC, and curator of the Energized Healthy Women's Club. She is an AADP certified holistic health practitioner who earned her certification through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in New York. She is also a certified wellness cooking instructor as well. That's amazing. Lynn's area of expertise involves working with women who are in approaching or in midlife who are tired of the changes they see and experience daily. She helps them achieve a higher level of health, allowing them to experience more energy, less belly bloat, fewer mood swings, headaches, sugar cravings, and weight loss. She believes that living in health and wellness takes in many areas of our lives, not just with diet and healthy eating. She helps her clients make permanent changes in an easy, sustainable way. Thank you so much for being here today, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to dive into your journey because health and wellness is something that's very important on this channel, but also to me as well. And I know so many people can learn so much from you, but I would love to hear your journey, how you got here today. My personal journey was really one that was due to my own bad health. So I was a yo-yo dieter for most of my life. Couldn't figure out for myself why I would go on these fantastic diets, lose all this weight, and then put it all and a whole lot more on. And then, of course, throughout the years of this up and down, up and down, it brought on sickness and disease in my life and so much fatigue, I would literally at my full-time job then find myself falling asleep at my desk at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I had no energy for anything. I had no joy in my life. And then on top of that, I was experiencing migraines every day, um, which was a really huge thing. I was addicted to Vicodin as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking to myself that there's just something not right here. There's got to be something that's a much better option here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started actually talking to a friend of mine who was still living in England and had just recently graduated from a health coaching school. And I started my research into where I could go to learn more about health and wellness. So I not only was going through that after I found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I was also going through a program with our local hospital that was what they call a migraine clinic. Mm. And it also turned out to be a totally holistic approach to migraine sufferers. So of course they got me off the Vicodin first, but everything just for me went hand in hand, what I was learning there, what I was learning in school. And my life just really transformed as a result of all of the changes. So although I teach people a slow, steady way to 
make it sustainable for me because of my own health. And at the time I had high blood pressure and high cholesterol as well. Um, after I'd gone through all of this and I was feeling great, I actually got off my meds and was just so excited. But of course it was a crash course for me. It needed to be because of my own, my migraines really. And so I just believe in, I don't believe in dieting, obviously. I don't believe in having that diet mentality. Mm. And I like to teach people the holistic approach to health and wellness, to weight loss, to living in midlife with that joy and confidence and energy. And so for me, it was a total life transformation. It sounds like it. And, you know, you're so spot on about the yo-yo dieting and the diet culture and really focusing on sustainable ways to really live a full life. And I know that's what you embody and that's what you teach your clients too. I'm curious, when did it start to become more of a business once you went through your own journey and then you went on the entrepreneur route? So I went to the school. I started in 2013. I graduated in 2014. So it was really 2014 when I began my business. I was still working a a full-time job. So it was kind of like a side hustle for me. Um, But it's become a full-time thing. And entrepreneurship was nothing like I had expected or was prepared for coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> That's for sure. So what are some of maybe the bumps in the road that you hit when you were starting? You started as a side hustle and it grew. But what were some of the things that you learned along the way? Yeah, so I, I started right away having some kind of coach to help me along the way because I came out of there so unprepared. All we had heard was come out of here people are going to be knocking on your doors you won't you know you'll have this long line of people wanting to work with you absolutely not true Mm -hmm. um they didn't tell us about the restrictions um that apply to health coaches and life coaches Mm -hmm. um from an advocacy point of view with the whole nutrition thing. Mm. So I had to get into some programs because some of the biggest areas, I'm not a salesperson. I didn't know much about the marketing thing. And so I had to take classes to learn how to market, how to really get on these discovery calls that they had told us would be so easy. Mm -hmm. And uh, my other big stumbling block was that the shiny objects were always in front of me Mm -hmm. and I just kept thinking well if I can learn about this or if I buy this or if I buy that it will really help but what it really takes and what I learned is it takes a commitment of time and a commitment of yourself and a determination and a mindset shift because you've got to believe in yourself. And I think we come out of school or we come out of our coaching courses and we don't necessarily have that self-confidence or that knowledge. So it took me a while to build my credibility, to build my expertise. Um, And it's not been a quick journey, it's been a slow journey and I'm still building on all of that. Um, And I think that we do that throughout our whole journey. But I would say the biggest thing in my school that 
they really fell short on was teaching us how you take those pieces and you make them into real life, how you get the marketing pieces in, even the social media, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, some of the coaches I got, I didn't make good sound judgment with them. So they, you know, it was really kind of wasted money with a lot of them. I've since found some really good coaches that can coach me where I'm at and take me to the next place. Mm -hmm. But I think whether you're a health coach, a life coach, or you're some kind of coach, having somebody there, even as an accountability partner, is very, very important. Yes, no, so much to unpack there. And thank you for sharing your experience too of when you start a business, it's not always rainbows and sunshine <laughs> and think, okay, I got it. And, you know, it's, I'm glad you brought this point up of when you leave the school, you're not always set up for that success or know what to expect because there's a lot of things that are not taught in school. It's you think, okay, well, the clients are just going to come running to the door and <laughs> that's not the case sometimes unless you have a network already built in. And I think that's the misconception sometimes too. Like even when you work with a business coach or a life coach or any kind of coach, it's finding what works for you and where you're at. And I love that you said that too. It's because it's really finding that piece of where they can take you to the next step versus being 20 steps ahead of you, but you need to be on step one right. and finding that um, consistency within that. So I think that's really important to bring up. But I love that you were able to really invest in yourself because a lot of times we're like, I'll do it on my own. But you took the classes to learn about marketing, social media, all the things you needed, as well as coaches too, because it, it takes a village, in my opinion. It does. It does. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm in business for myself. But at the same time, it's people that have already been there. So you don't have to struggle as much. Especially, yeah, and, Yes, and to this day, I, I mm -hmm. still have a, a mentor that I work with. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's just, just like when we work with our clients, they need that accountability and mentorship. We still need it as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole new experience. I had never done anything on my own like that before. And so mm -hmm. it's really unpacking the pieces. Absolutely. And it's each piece. And, you know, as you are growing your business, there's so many moving pieces. So being able to have a mentor and an accountability partner, coach, all of those factors are so important. And I mean, I've been in business for five years now, but I still have a mentor. I still have coaches based off of each phase and level. I continue to level yes. up, but I think it's important to know that you're in business for yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. And that's what I'm right. hearing from you too. Right. And of course, I realize when people get out of school, they don't necessarily have the funds. Yeah. Uh, and what I would say to them is, you know, I had so many calls with people that would wanted me to jump on the bandwagon. And, and in hindsight, what I realize is I was so easily pushed into thinking these people have got the answer for me instead of doing the real research on my own and finding who was a good fit for me for where I was at at that moment. Um, if I had found the right coach to begin with, I think it would have been so much easier, but because I'm like this, let's jump on the shiny objects thing, I bought into a lot of what I was being told. Whereas now in hindsight, I would do things very differently. And you don't have to get into a big ticket item 
coaching package to begin with. There are coaches out there that will work with you more within your budget, but there's no way around it. You're going to have to spend some money. Right. It's that investment in yourself and your business in order to grow because somebody who has that experience can be able to lend that hand and show mm -hmm. you. So it helps you move forward because a lot of times, I mean, I went to school for years and I knew how to be in a school, but when you're on your own and learning things, it's very challenging, but I appreciate you saying it too. It's about the investment that you're putting back in yourself, your business and your future clients as well, because all that knowledge base can really help or make it escalate too and move to that next phase right. of life. Right. Absolutely. So I'm curious with your health coaching, when you did start your business, things started to roll forward um, and really working in the holistic space. What does that look like? What do you help your clients when it comes to health? So there are so many parts of it, but as we all know, we get out of there, we're told we've got to have a niche. So mm -hmm. I niche, niche down in so many different areas when I first started. Um, one of the biggest things because of my migraine experience, coaches mm -hmm. kept saying to me, you've got to be in the migraine field. It's so needed. Mm -hmm. So I wasted really two years of my life because one thing I know, and if I'd have listened to myself, what I do, and I actually did write a couple of books, but I do preventative um, for migraines because if you're in the middle of a migraine, you don't want to do all these prevention things, you want something that's gonna get rid of it now. So I wasted a bit of time on that part of health coaching where I didn't really get clients from it. Um, and so then I went more into the, the weight loss, the healthy lifestyle, and now of course more into that midlife range where women are having the hormone imbalances but it all comes down to those same pillars when it comes to holistic health and you know in our school they had a wheel that they called the circle of life which most coaches mm. have probably seen from one school or another so we know that we've got so many different aspects it's not just about the nutrition it's about the self-care it's about mm. Uh, the mindset, it's about taking care of your mind, body, soul connection. Mm -hmm. It's about relationships. It's a, it just takes in the whole sphere of who we are. It's not just one little piece. So sure, mm -hmm. people might be having more of a problem in, in this one area, especially in midlife when it comes to hormone imbalances and weight gain. Um, but you're still using the basic pillars of holistic health. And so for me, I've always, so like my podcast, um, my community, I, I designated living life naturally because that's what I try to teach my clients to do it naturally. But I'm not naive enough to think that you don't need the help of medication or you don't need some supplements or you don't need something to help you along the way. But as much as possible, I try to teach them how to manage it holistically because the holistic pillars are what are going to take them through sustainable lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. um, not forgetting in there one of the big ones, which is the movement, the exercise portion, mm -hmm. which we don't always hear about when we're just thinking about the nutritional part of our health. But as I've aged, I've realized how important it is for that longevity. When people went through menopause um, years ago, never talked about it. 
let's face it, they were in their 50s, life expectancy was into the 60s. Well, now we can get into our 50s and we can expect to live another 40, 50 years after that. So my mentality now is for me, life begins at 40 because you've got that second half of your life where you can come into yourself, you can live a happy, joyful, healthy life and get in some great anti-aging um, balancing pieces into the, into the piece of the puzzle that maybe you haven't had before. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that you said too, it's like halfway through your life too, because we do live longer nowadays. And yes. um, there are so many elements of just living your life to its fullest and being able to and removing all the factors of just the yo-yo dieting and not being healthy, but really living a healthy lifestyle because you feel good from the inside out. And mm -hmm. it's the nutrition piece. It's also the movement as well. It doesn't have to be a hardcore exercise, but just moving our bodies too. Like we feel better. Our mood shifts just from psychology. It shows us too, when we are eating those foods, it really impacts the brain chemicals that we have within as well. I'm curious with some of your clients, have you recently had a success story from a client that you were really able to help them kind of see, especially in midlife of how much nutrition played such a big part in changing and shifting. Yes. So really, I've only had a handful of clients that have not done well. And that was really because their mindset was not where it needed to be. And so most of them come in and they are ready to take on the challenge of being able to make these changes that they that they need to and so it doesn't always become about the weight because when you're dealing with with these other what i call pillars of health mm -hmm. um, and you're getting all of those the movement the sleep the self-care all the different things into place you begin to lose the weight and so for women in midlife when they've got those hormone imbalances even those steps help balance out their hormones so I have women that have, I've got one woman that, that I have worked with now for quite a while, and she has lost something like 70 pounds and her husband has lost even more, even though he's not a client. So they totally get all of the pieces that go into living the healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And these are people that have come from a background of diabetes and cancer mm -hmm. and sickness and disease to where they now are a healthy and feeling so much different. And that is just the biggest piece that will bring a smile to your face is when you see people's stories go from where they're here to where they're here. Yeah. You know, I, I've got, a, the, the one that stands out most to me was the lady that I called my perfect client. Mm -hmm. She came in ready to work. She didn't take a long, long time with it. She totally got it from day one. She totally took all of my recommendations um, and her life transformed and she changed. She lost a lot of weight. She felt great. And she was, she was like my poster woman for, for a long time. But most of my women are like that. They are ready to get on board because when you're in midlife and you feel so lousy, you're ready to make the changes that you need to. Yes, no, and it's so true when we're 
even it doesn't matter what age we are, but especially midlife, just from my clients that I've experienced in more of the psychological aspect, but being able to be ready, ready for change. And like you were saying, yes. the only ones that weren't successful were they weren't ready for that change because we can't force anyone to change. They right. have to want to, right. but you have the tools to help them really define that. And I love the example you used of the husband and wife of, because I think too, it impacts our environment. When we start changing, the people around us start changing mm -hmm. too, even if they're not wanting to or whatnot, but it's the choices we're making and that does impact us. So I love that you brought that up because I do think it does go hand in hand with our relationships too. Um, and I'm curious with your journey of being a holistic health coach and everything you've done, you've also been an author. I would love to hear a little bit about your books that you've written. Yeah, so I was a contributing author to a book um, called Menopause Mavens, and that was before I even got into the menopausal thing. The books mm -hmm. I've written, although I have a lot of books still inside of me, but the two I did were really for migraine sufferers. Mm -hmm. So my first one was just um, preventative tips. The second one that I did, which is the green book that you see there, Conquering Migraines. Mm. Um, I put in a lot of migraine friendly recipes. So it's really the journey that you can take and how you learn to be aware. And, but it goes to every area of our lives, but the triggers, the things that trigger migraines. Mm. It's the same if you're a sugar addict or you're a carb mm. addict. Be, yeah. being aware of those triggers and then I, I give natural solutions for some of those trigger patterns some yeah. things that people haven't even thought about unless they really have bad migraines things like hair clips when you pull your hair back and it's mm. too tight a lot of people don't think about that but um, the hydration part's huge and of course that applies to every area area of our life but dehydration is one of the major causes of migraines and of so many sickness and diseases as we know in, in so many parts of our lives so um, you know I've got a ton of ebooks but those are the books I have published out on Amazon mm -hmm. and have have plans to get some more done well, I'm sure we'll all look forward to those as well. I'm curious, somebody listening that might be experiencing a lot of migraines, what are some of the triggers that people go through when outside of like the hair being pulled back, anything maybe mm. more subtle that they can yeah. be aware of? Well, actually the biggest trigger, of course, is food triggers. And for years I would go to the neurologist and they would give me these stupid pieces of paper and say, write down what you eat, write down when you have headaches, how bad are they you know did mm -hmm. you have to take medicine and I'm not very good at that but the one thing I've learned as a holistic health coach is that this is key when we're trying to find out things so I absolutely know my food triggers uh, and I stay away from them and I would say to people that suffer with them so cheese one of my favorite foods I can't eat and I'll go to a restaurant and they'll want to put the cheese on. So my question to myself is, okay, if I eat that cheese today, is it worth having that migraine tomorrow? And 90% of the time I'm like, no. But there are different people are, are sensitive to different foods. So because we all know there's the light sensitivity, mm -hmm. um, smell sensitivity, here in Florida, what I deal with the most, so most of my migraines, because there's a, the hormonal trigger mm -hmm. as well, but most of mine come from 
weather changes, barometric weather pressure changes can definitely do it. And so there are a few things that you can do if you know uh, a barometric pressure change is coming. You can increase your magnesium intake. You can make sure you're drinking enough water, drinking the proper food, getting the proper rest because lack of sleep is another trigger for migraines. Mm -hmm. There are just so many of them. Um, you know, I, my favorite place to go when I moved to Florida was going to the beach. Mm -hmm. And I don't even go anymore because I could not even one time go there without coming home with a migraine, even though I would try with the hats and the shade and the different things. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be aware of what it is that triggers it for you. And it may be a little different for everybody. But yeah. learning your triggers is, a, is just a huge part of it because that goes to the whole prevention part of it. Yes. No. And I think it's so important that you focus in on the prevention. So it doesn't escalate to another level of just being so uncomfortable too, because I, I've never had issues with migraines, but I know a couple of people that do, and it is excruciating for them. Yes. Um, but if you're able to prevent that and counteract it from becoming a continuous problem, I think it's so important because that can just impact your whole day. Yes. Yes. Stress so, is a huge trigger as well. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that one because <laughs> we're not like talking about it, but it, it, the body feels it. Yes, it truly does. And I'm curious. So with your journey of being a holistic health coach and what has been maybe two or three things that have really helped you along this journey to continue to be successful in your business? I am one of these people that doesn't give up on things. Um, mm -hmm. My husband gets a little frustrated by it, but I'm very consistent. I'm continually out there. I'm continually on social media. I'm continually doing lives. Then, of course, 18 months ago, I started my podcast. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I've always, along the way, been aware of the fact that if you're not out there being seen, you're really not increasing your chances of being successful. And this year I've really focused on getting onto more podcasts. And mm -hmm. so that's why I really appreciate being on here with you because it's one thing to have my own mm -hmm. and to highlight other people, but to be on other people's podcasts is really getting your, your name out there. If you can get on people's blog sites and guest blog for them that can really help and of course in the days before covid um, finding some kind of group that you could can be with to network with is really very very helpful um, i was in bni for quite a while i don't know if you're familiar with it for a health coach it's not really the place that i i would say is 100% for this kind of work. But if you research in your area, some of them are still doing Zoom um, meetings, which helps. Um, but if you can find an, a couple of networking groups so that you can get your name out there locally, uh, I know that we do so much online, but a lot of it comes from local referrals. Get yourself known that some of the, the well-known health food stores in your area that are not chains. Mm -hmm. um, if you can do classes before COVID hit, I was 
constantly out there offering free classes to people. And then, of course, there's the wellness cooking part of, of my holistic journey that I, I do. And I had had big plans to have these parties where people would come in and I'd provide all the, the ingredients mm. and they would go away with five or six meals for the week. And of course, COVID hit and everything was closed down. I didn't get to do that. But, you know, if you can think outside the box, mm -hmm. doing something like that, um, which we all know as coaches, how to teach people to meal prep and to plan meals, that's basically what you're teaching people. And you can do simple things like offering shopping tours and getting a group of people now, things are, are opening up. Anything that you can do to get yourself in front of people. Yes, no, very wise words. And you're absolutely right. It is just getting your name out there, letting people know, bringing awareness to the great work that you're doing, no matter what it is, but really getting out right. there. And it's been such a pleasure having you on. We're not you. done yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you sharing those words of wisdom of just what you can do to really elevate your business and just really be able to help more people. And that's what it's about. It's yes. absolutely what it's about. Um, we're going to jump into a few of the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them. Yes. <laughs> okay. The first one is what motivates you to work smarter? Yeah, I tend to have a habit of going down these bunny trails so for me what motivates me is having a paper planner and I know it's old-fashioned but I write everything down in a planner to keep me on track with what I'm doing because that helps me to work smarter and then to remember smart goals and to be efficient in the goals that I set for myself and to be realistic Absolutely. I absolutely love the paper planners because I have a bunch of like Google calendars, all of those things, but like, there's nothing about like pen and paper together. I think right. it just helps the brain too. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, if you were a superhero, what would be your power or powers? So one of my favorite superheroes is, um, superwoman. <laughs> she, but she has several powers. She does. Uh, but yes, she does. The, the strength, the ability to, to see and to, I think that she encompasses the senses. And I, and I like to think of myself as being a little empathetic with people. And I think that Superwoman is very strong and very courageous and very inspiring. And that's how I want to come across to people. I love that. I can see that. <laughs> what is the phone app that you use the most? Oh my gosh, my phone app that I use the most, I would say actually, surprisingly enough, Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. <laughs> Get to connect with a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> it's true. What is your favorite family recipe, whether it's a traditional one or you just like to make together? So every uh, Christmas, my grandchildren get together with me and we bake. And it's not a, well, I, I bake some traditional English recipes like mince pies, jam tarts, which they make with me. They don't specifically like 
um, like it, but their favorite one, so it's become a yearly tradition, is we make cranberry bread together. Mm. It was actually a recipe a friend of mine gave me when I was when we were stationed out in Utah. Mm. And it was a cranberry bunt cake recipe, and I converted it to a to a loaf. So every year we make enough so that the kids take them home to their family. We have enough for our Christmas brunch together, and it takes us through to New Year. And it it's just one of their favorite things to do. Uh, it sounds delicious. It is. <laughs> I believe it. I absolutely see that. Um, what is your favorite way to spend a day off if you're not working with clients and you just have that time? I actually got to do that this week because it was my birthday and I decided I was not going to work. So yeah. my big love is reading and mm -hmm. I like to read, actually, I, I like to read Christian novels. Um, they can be very dramatic and very suspenseful and I could probably sit out all day and do nothing but but read. So that's my favorite hobby. I'm planning this year on trying to take up some newer hobbies that are a little bit more creative, um, get back to some of the things I used to do. Well, that sounds like it's going to be very exciting and the unknown of what is yeah. going to really spark yeah. that interest and fun. <laughs> um, but Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to share with us where we can find you, hire you. We'll link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yes. So my website is holistic-healthandwellness, all spelled out, .com, health dash yeah, holistic-healthandwellness.com. From there, you can click contact to get schedule a free call with me. I have two free offers on my website. Um, I, am, I have a Facebook group for women in midlife or for women who want to know what those healthy steps are. And I have challenges throughout the year and that's the Energized Healthy Women's Club. And there's about 675 of us in there all wanting that holistic lifestyle. So it's a great place to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for sharing your journey, the ups, the downs, everything in between, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just being very transparent about your health journey. And I know it's going to help so many people. So definitely like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Lynn? What did you learn? I'm sure she would love to see that as well. Yes. And... <laughs> We will see you on the next video.